So hello and welcome to All Four Quarters, your one-stop shop for news, views and overreactions to all things NFL. This week we'll be looking at one or two short bits from the news, but most importantly we're going to have our first ever live mock draft here on the show. It's never ever going to be more accurate than this because it only gets worse from here. <laughs> so hey guys, how are we getting on? We've got uh, Connor here, we've also got Fitz on the line from Cork. Hey Fitz. Hello. And we've also got Harry in house here up in North Dublin. How's yourself, Harry? Hi, Grand. Ah, oh, so many scandal, boys. Draft season, exciting. You know, it's like you're in the desert of NFL. You're like, oh, look at all these players who remind me that football was happening. You know, half a year from now. Yeah. Uh, besides that, good. <laughs> it's not all that far away now. It's a uh, hundred days or something. Oh jeez, that sounds like so long when you put it like that. I know, I didn't see a Facebook. Oh no, no, it's one hundred and twenty something days. As I got really depressed in work today, I was looking at uh, they have a they have a thing on the HR system, and it Mm -hmm. says you know when your next holiday is, and it's like it's one hundred and two days until your next holiday, and I was like, I need to book in some fucking holidays. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that'll that'll do it. That'll do it. Oh, how's stuff down the stats mine fits? Grand, yeah, yeah, same old shit. Very good, very good. And uh, yourself, how's uh, how's working for the digital giant going? Less interesting than you think it would be. Yeah. Uh, but, you know... Well, I don't think it'd be fine. very interesting at all, so... <laughs> work in finance. <laughs> economics, even. I mean, well, yeah, <laughs> finance would be more exciting. <laughs> yeah. I've worked in finance, it isn't. Uh, yeah, no, it's good. Uh, it's, uh, it's We're grateful there. Uh, one of the lads in work, Enda, who I think one or two of you have met. Uh, if not, Fitz, you'll definitely be meeting him this weekend at the wrestling. Uh, he was showing me he's got an excellent Excel spreadsheet put together for the Euros. Uh so we've been working on a couple of fun bits. I say fun bits. This is how fun our lives are. Excel spreadsheet formulae. And uh, he's got he's got an excellent one put together now that has uh, separate tabs for all the different groups. And then also does all the permutations for playoffs for uh, like third places and stuff like that. And will live update a... Uh, you know like the wall charts you yeah, used to get? Yeah, yeah. It is a live updating wall chart in it. It's it's it's, it's actually quite fun. I must send it on actually, Fitz. You might have fun down in Cork with it as well. We're going to oh. use it to uh, to power the, the uh, in-house betting. for Well, you know, the in-house betting. Everyone throws in a tenner and randomly gets assigned a team. But no, it'll be good fun. So I suppose, lads, we've got a big draft ahead of us. So we'll knock out one or two quick bits of news that have happened this week. Uh, one massive piece of news, I suppose, that's going to affect this mock draft. Uh, thank God we did this a week later than expected. <laughs> uh, the Rams have traded... For the number one pick, they've decided that they like the look of one of these prospects and have picked their QB, presumably, for the future. Spoilers! Uh, Spoilers! Um, So what do we think about this? They've given up a whole shitload of picks uh, for this. What do you reckon fits? Uh, Have they overpaid, or is this just about right? It's difficult to ascertain uh, value with a quarterback. Like, if they think they're going to get... If they think Carson Wentz or Jared Goff is a franchise quarterback then that's worth that's worth a whole draft like that's worth a whole draft of picks but obviously that's where the question mark comes in about these prospects they're not considered or like at least they haven't been considered but recently to be elite prospects like slam dunks but you know with the exception of a player like Andrew Luck that's very rare like a, a franchise quarterback is worth so much not just in terms of the value he provides on the field but in terms of the effect that has on the franchise like the perception of the franchise like if you look at the Titans, they have a, like they got Marcus Mariota. Like the entire perception around them has shifted. And you look at a team like the Browns, which drafted Johnny Manziel, and the fact that he's flamed out means that the perception of that team has shifted. So I think like if they're really that confident that this is a franchise quarterback, then it is a good trade, no matter what they give up. And they gave up a lot, but I think that that's the way. That's basically the way it goes. I think Chip Kelly said this last season, and even though he said many incorrect things, I think he was right in saying that. There's only two ways that you get a franchise quarterback in the NFL. You either trade up to the top of the draft or you have to trade for like a, a broken player, a project. Yeah. And I think in this case, they've made a decision which makes sense for an exciting team, for a team which has lacked excitement with and been very average and which is moving to a new market. Getting their new face for the franchise makes sense, especially when you pair it with a couple of playmakers and Todd Gurley and... Uh, Todd Gurley. Uh, Todd Gurley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just just to put a bit of context on this, so they swap first round picks. So the Titans give the Rams a number one overall pick, and I believe like a fifth, fourth and sixth rounder this year, or some kind of crappy low end picks. Uh, and in return, they get the fifteenth overall pick from the Titans, or sorry, from the Rams. They get the Titans pick up that from the Rams. They pick up two second round picks this year. 
from them, and they also get their third round pick next year. So we essentially get them picking 15 three times in the second, and then they get an extra third next year as well. So it's a nice haul for for the Titans, uh, especially given, I suppose, the Titans have a QB and they're looking to put pieces around it now, or rather him rather than it, I suppose. Let's not objectify these players uh, anymore. What about yourself, Harry? What do you think of this trade? Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, and there's a third way uh, to the, the two ways Ronan said uh, to get your franchise quarterback, which is pick up Tom Brady in the sixth round. But, <laughs> yeah... But uh, it's the, yeah. yes, it was the 16th anniversary of that uh, two days ago. It was, it was indeed. Um, happy, happy days. Many happy years we've had. I think Ronan's pretty much teased out the logic behind it pretty well. For me, the concern is is that I think we're in a draft now which isn't perhaps fantastic for quarterbacks. You know, I don't think we're looking at guys who are necessarily immediate starters. I think are overvalued because teams have such pressing needs there and because the quarterback market is so, well, depressing really at the moment. <laughs> I was going to say depressed, but it is depressing. Uh, the value is, the value is, the values are overinflated, and people are just scrambling around trying to find anyone they can really. And if you can get a young guy versus rather than an old guy, that makes sense to do. So from that perspective, yeah, it makes sense. But the risk is that this may not be the slam dunk. This may not be it. And the Rams are mortgaging the future on this, which they should probably know about, given the whole RG three thing that went yeah. down a few years ago. Although the Rams didn't exactly use those picks to build a massive. Uh, Bizarrely, I don't, I don't think that worked out for either side all that well. No, apart, it, apart from that really awkward coin toss where the Rams sent out yeah. all the picks. Well, in fairness, the, the Washington made the playoffs and the Rams didn't. Now, maybe that's because Washington played a really bad division and the Rams don't. But I mean, it's still tough. To if they reverse plays in seven and nine, sometimes might be enough to win the uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seven and nine in the East. Yeah. That's what you want. Yeah, like it's, there's reasons for caution here, and it's it's a big, big gamble. But I think it's a gamble by a team that's been stuck in a rut for a very, very long time and just mm. needs to kick something in. So if it goes badly, it's it's probably just another seven and nine season for them. Yeah, and it's disappointing, but it's not a disaster. Whereas if it goes well, hey, Jeff Fisher, you know, he takes the Rams to the playoffs. That's sort of justify. Well, it doesn't justify, but it takes the edge off yeah. years of mediocrity. There is an element to this where I think that he's also facing down the fact that he's probably gone in the next year or at most two if they don't start to turn this around. So I suppose might as well go out swinging, try and you know at least have a quarterback. Oh, we'll see how long this one lasts. Uh, like what week four for the first concussion, maybe given the way that he plays. But um, we'll see. Uh, Rams, big move. Hopefully it works out for you. Uh, especially because we're going to have to watch you on Hard Knocks as well. So that'll be uh, interesting to see. Next piece of news we're going to fly on to quickly. Uh, Percy Arvin's announced his retirement from the NFL. Uh, he's a player who had lots and lots and lots of talent, flashed a lot of times, but was never able to put together a total season because of injuries and because apparently he's a complete knob end uh, and a couple of other things as well, but mostly injuries. Yeah, like he played on your team for a while, Fitz, uh, after you gave up... Was it a first-round pick for him or something? Yeah. Yeah, and he lasted, what, one game for you? <laughs> well, a little bit. He, he lasted a, a season. He had the Super Bowl the, kick return. Yeah, he had that yeah. kick return that time. It was good. Like the word... Dead like game. The word, it, it's a cliche, but he's mercurial. You know, it's it's a player who, who when he showed his talent, was unplayable against her. was like one of the most dynamic in-space players in the NFL who could turn, like, nothing into something. Uh, at, but those moments were far too in between. Like he won uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year in his first year. He looked like he'd been exciting compliment to Peterson and the Vikings, but he just couldn't get on with that team. He then showed up to the Seahawks after trading for the first. Obviously, he was injured all his first season, but then had that return in the Super Bowl after halftime, showing what they had played for. And there was a lot of hype in that summer, but apparently there were massive conflicts between him and the other wide receivers in the Seahawks dressing room. So he was uh, shipped off to the Jets. Like, the, the thing is, last year, at, in the first few games, he was actually outplaying Sammy Watkins. He showed again that he still had it, but injury once again sidelined him. And with those character issues and his injury problems, it just seems that, like, I don't think he'd get an offer. Like, he probably just wasn't getting an offer that made sense for him um, financially, considering his expectations are probably a little bit high. Uh <laughs> based on his past. Yeah, no, 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 of course. Harvard, obviously, you know, I, I, I'm of the opinion I don't think this is necessarily a retirement that's going to stay retired. I think he needs a year out to see how his body 
kind of gets back together, then he might reassess and see if there's a spot for him somewhere. Obviously, would have liked to have seen more out of him during his time. Uh, anything else from yourself? No, I think that's that's pretty much pretty much on the on the nose. Like. Yeah, because I'm going to come to you now for the next one. Uh, we've seen Easley has been released. Uh, this is an interesting one. I think one that took us by surprise the other day. Uh, any thoughts on it since? Um, not a huge amount. I did have to cut a joke from last week's episode actually about Dominic Easley yeah? <laughs> because he was released before the episode was. So there oh, you go. fair enough. Um, yeah, it was first round pick. Um, guy Cameron coming off to. I think towards ACLs in both knees. I both think. legs yeah. in college, yeah. I think. Um, showed some potential, but never looked like a dominant player. And I think the Patriots of um, he was one of the guys like, okay, look, Wilfork's going to go. We need to replace Wilfork. And then we got Mark and Brown said who's just been better in there. And we also had sort of a, a patchwork of other offensive linemen coming in and around. And he easily just got lost in the shuffle there. Really, he never did anything to stand out or elevate himself against the other guys we were playing, uh, like even even Branch or Hicks in there. In that sense, it's not surprising. In the other sense, it does feel like it's giving up early. And that's what I thought when I, you know, when initially heard it. It was like, well, that seems a bit weird. He, he's he been uh, released. Okay, he wasn't, you know, setting the world on fire. What has been bubbling under and is now coming out is that he was, to use that cliched phrase, a locker room cancer. Uh, apparently, after we drafted him, and this was just a huge red flag, I think after we drafted him, he turned up and missed part of training camp because he'd been attacked by his pet pit bull and didn't tell the team. Like... Why so, is he keeping Mr. International as a pet? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. Um, that is, that's the real question. But uh, <laughs> no, so just apparently he's had a lot of issues, just wasn't um, in that sort of, I suppose, inverted commas, the Patriot way, whatever that means. Morally, he just wasn't reaching the standards expected as a player. He was dispensable to the team and he was causing problems with his attitude. And look, when you're a when you're going to cause problems with your attitude to endure, you have to be a phenomenally good player. And even then, sometimes you won't. If you're an average talent uh, with a history of uh, character issues, injury issues, various different things, who is acting up, a lot of most teams aren't going to stand for that, and the Patriots are definitely not a team that's going to stand for that. So that's why I think we're, we're seeing now that's sort of the real reason behind his release, rather than his performance, which, while not great, were not abject. Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, so we'll see whether he can get his stuff together and maybe catch on with another team this year or next year. Uh, I suppose it all depends on how he's. Healing and who wants to take a punt on him, given the uh, given the stuff that's come out about him since. Uh, the final bit of news we're going to have a look at as well is uh, Brian Hoyer, Hoyer the Destroyer. Now, as Fitz said to us earlier, Hoyer the Unemployer. Uh, he's been released by the Texans in what's been called a mutually happy release or an okay from both ends. No one's Amicable. pissed. Amicable, I suppose, yeah. No one's pissed off or something. So Hoyer's now on the market. While not great, I thought he was alright in parts last year. He played some terrible games. He played some alright games. I think he's probably sitting somewhere near the upper end of a backup to possibly the low end of a starter for a bad team. Well, remember, this is, as we discovered, since their reconstitution, Cleveland's best ever quarterback. So he's mm-hmm. got that going for him. It's true. So, uh, obviously... This is a knock-on effect, Hoyer entering the market. It's going to have a big knock-on effect to people like uh, Fitzmagic, who's sitting out there currently trying to get a deal together, as they're now starting to see additional players enter the fray who might be looked at as being that kind of second-tier potential starter, could have a good year, could be a stopgap measure. I suppose I'll come to you on this first, Fitz. Uh, what are your thoughts on Hoyer's release and the effect he's going to have on the QB market? It's a pretty big move for that kind of... The teams who are like like the last few musical chairs are waiting to be filled, and you have Fitzmagic obviously waiting there. You have Kaepernick playing around, uh, and now you have Brian Hoyer. These kind of players are all in that mix. I don't think he'll be signed until after the draft. I think play. I think teams will see what happens in the draft, see what they need to give up, and then he'll get a job. The only exception might be the Jets. I think the Jets might jump on him. Uh, if they really aren't sold on Fitzmagic. Um, and it doesn't really seem that they are. Because like, the only thing I do know about the Jets is that they won't be rolling out with Geno Smith anyway. Uh, and like Hoyer would be like decent in that offense, like I think, uh, with those. But I don't think he really makes the same use as Fitzmagic would of those two big receivers, Yeah, considering his um, you know, uh, less than extraordinary arm strength. That's it, that's it. And what about yourself, Harry? That's fair. We'll see if Hoyer is taken before the draft. Um, I might have to cut this section if he is. But um, yeah, definitely kind of solid kind of backup guy. He'll he won't be expensive. I think particularly after the Houston thing didn't, yeah. didn't really work out for him. Um, he's definitely not a world beater, but he's solid. He can manage a game. Like we could very well see him depending depending on how the draft goes. We could very well see him landing back in Cleveland. 
uh, to sort of add some depth and competition in that particular quarterback race. Mm. We could see him go to the Jets, as Ron says, uh, or we could just see a team that it doesn't have trust in its backup pick him up, and that could be turn out to be anyone because you never know how things. Could see a nice go. bit of swapsies. Could see uh, the Broncos picking him up, and then Broncos rolling out with him, and them running out with uh, Osweiler instead. That'll be uh, that'll, that'll, that'll <laughs> make for yeah. some 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 rough looking teams in the AFC. Um, Chiefs fan licking his lips uh, over here, like. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Now, I think I think Hoyer, while not great, is a decent quarterback. I'll see. I definitely see him catching on somewhere, and I see him competing for a starting job in a couple of places. And if not, being a very good backup in a spot where you're probably going to have to see a backup at some point possibly even somewhere like Pittsburgh where they've seen injuries to them they need a fairly solid can step in for three or four games kind of backup uh, we'll see how that goes for him uh, best of luck to you a backup's a pretty sweet job to be honest oh yeah like everyone wants Jesus, everyone wants to be clipboard Jesus <laughs> Matt Flynn though yeah <laughs> good god um but yeah, so uh, there's obviously a few other bits and pieces, but we've got a whole big section to get onto now, because we're now going to do our first ever mock draft. Okay, so we're now going to do the 2017 uh, draft of the NFL. We have selected teams at random, I say at random, every third team is our team again. Uh, we couldn't have been arsed doing it any fiddlier way. Um, so yeah, we're going to do as normal. We're going to allow trades to happen. Uh, we've got some notes up here. So uh, yeah, so first pick of the NFL draft is the Rams. And I am picking for the Rams this year. We've moved up. We spent quite a bit of money. Well, I say money's a lot, a lot, a lot of our future <laughs> on getting up here. We think we've got ourselves a quarterback for the future. It's going to put bums on seats. It's going to sell us a load of jerseys in our new market. It's going to become the face of the franchise. And with the first overall pick, uh, the Rams are going to take Carson Wentz. So, yeah. So, the Rams take Carson Wentz with the first overall pick. Next up on the uh, selection board is the Browns. And this is Ronan Fitzpatrick for the Browns. Yeah, this is... uh, hi, hi, Sashi here. Hi, Sashi. How are you getting on? It's uh, it's it's Trent Falke here from the 49ers. Uh, what's the crack, Sham? Uh, not much. Just uh, awaiting my epic pick, consulting my Powerball. Come here. I was I was watching a film the other day as preparation called Draft Day. I thought I'd give you a ring. Uh, I know you guys are kind of after a quarterback right now, and we'd be interested in that second overall pick. I've got a I've got a proposal for you. Now, okay. Feel free to feel free to say no. We'll give you Kaepernick for the second overall pick. Throw in a third. A third. Oh my god. No, do you know what? Do you know what? I don't think I think he's worth I think he's worth it on his own. Sure look, right, we'll hold on to Kaepernick for now and I'll give you a different offer. How about I give you our first round pick and our third round pick this year? And we'll throw in a third round next year for you as well. If you throw in a sixth, I can do that. A sixth. Right, what about the first and the third this year, and I'll give you a fourth and a sixth next year? Let me consult Jimmy Haslam's wife. <laughs> and let me consult... Okay, she she's okay with that if the fourth is for this year. What's that, Jimmy? Okay, no, that's fine. Uh, and the Powerball... Let me just shake it a little bit. Yeah, fourth this year. Okay. Can you, give me, can you offer me that? I'll give you a first and a fourth this year and a third and a fourth next year. Final offer. Okay. Let me shake the Powerball. The Powerball says your future is uncertain. Um, so I'll say yes then. Excellent. Have a deal. Thanks very much. All right, bye. Okay, so now as Trent Balke with the second overall pick, we will be taking Jared Goff, quarterback. Quarterback of our future. Why didn't I take the Kaepernick offer? <laughs> Next up on the clock, we've got the Chargers at number three, and this is Harry. My phone is... No, no, no. Oh, nobody wants to talk to San Diego. Well, they try to, but they're calling the number you set up in LA. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, in that case, then, for the third pick, because uh, we need to bring Philip Rivers home safe for his many, many children, we'll take Laramie Tunsil, offensive tackle. A boring pick for a boring franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Up fourth is the Cowboys and uh, Jerry Jones. I'm picking for these guys. So we've got a couple of options here. We've got a pretty good line, so we're probably safe there. We've got a couple of needs. Can I probably do with strengthening up that linebacker core? Could probably do with another wide receiver, but I think it's a bit early for that. What we really need 
to kind of help our help our push up front is going to be give us a bit more time, get a bit of work on the back end. So for that, we're going to take what we think is probably the best defensive back in this draft. We're going to take Jalen Ramsey at number four. Next up on the clock. All logically Jerry, of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming that's after they've locked Jerry out of the draft. From yeah, I am, I, am, I am the random intern assigned to, uh, to, to sedating Jerry Jones during the first round of the draft. Uh, up next is the Jaguars. I'm picking for the Jaguars as Fitz. Yes, well, we've consulted Shahid Khan's magnificent moustache, and we've decided to go for another uh, easily broken outside linebacker to pair with last year's one. We'll take Miles Jack, please. Excellent. Uh, up next is the Ravens at number six, and this is Harry. And once again, it's a boring, stead team, uh, GM of Aussie Osborne. Aussie Newsom. Aussie uh, Osborne. That would make them much more know, exciting. Right? I was trying to come up with something. Um, so in a shockingly sensible move for the Baltimore Ravens, like they have frustratingly done for the last few seasons, which has made our failure, our failure all the more tragic and not hilarious to everyone who doesn't support the Ravens, um, we're going to take DeForest Buckner. Should bring a bit of bring a bit of heat. So oh, thanks. Courtney Upshaw, shit. So somebody's got to do it. That's true. <laughs> now, thanks to the trade that we had earlier, uh, the Browns and Fitz, who's playing Sashi, is now in the seventh overall pick for the first round. And the Powerball says number fifty-two. No, no, not the Powerball. Anyway, we'll take Ronnie Stanley because. You know, even though we don't see the value of offensive linemen, we're going to draft an offensive lineman. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. He's, he's just wait, he's just going to wait for those four years to run up so he can get the fuck out of Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> so many metrics. Next up is Fitz again. He's picking for the Eagles. So the ghost of the Andy Reid declares, "We need a new running back. We'll take the best one around, Zeke Elliott." Exercising the stench of Chip Kelly from the building even further there. <laughs> I do like the name when you say the stench of Chip Kelly. I just think like a, a room that smells bad when you leave like chips from a night out in it. I imagine I imagine he smelled like that. Hmm, interesting. I imagine the whole film. I thought I thought his whole thing was that he just did like smoothies and like echinacea. Yeah, imagine the farts <laughs> that'd give you. Yeah, good God. <laughs> have shits like no tomorrow. Like that's Von Miller level yeah. thing. Just just drinking bottles of echinacea and like liquidized turnip. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how is he so fat? <laughs> Oh my! Uh, up next at pick number nine is the Buccaneers. I'm picking for the Buccaneers this year. Is Harry Yell Swashbuckling Pirate? Yar. Yeah. So tempted as I am to do this in a pirate voice, I'm not going to. Yar, yar. Maybe I will do it in a pirate voice. My, see, my pirate voice and my farmer voice are the same. Because <laughs> uh, all the pirates are from Devon. It's yeah. True. Uh, they either yeah, you either stealing that custard. Yes. Who are? Yeah. So the Buccaneers had a lot of problems last season, but also a lot of potential. Uh, so as a team, you know, what we felt was we needed to really short up the pass rush, give Gerald McCoy some help and stop leaning so heavily on guys like Jaquez Smith who can get it done sometimes but not all the time. So, you know, we're a little glad that he's fallen down here but we think this guy could develop into a really, really strong pass rusher in our scheme and give us a nice sort of outside threat that we don't have as much as we would like to. So we're going to go with Joey Bosa. Next up at number 10, it's the Giants. Uh, so I'm picking for the Giants. We've decided to go all in. We know we're kind of looking at the back end of our time with one of the Manning brothers. We've invested heavily into our defence and trying to put stuff together here. I think one of the pieces that we're lacking is a strong cornerback. Uh, we're going to take Vernon Hargraves at this spot because he provides us our needed corner, also a bit of a drop-off to safety if needs be. He's a flexible player and he's going to allow us to kind of engineer this defence to make a run of it for the next two years. Not to win the Super Bowl, just to crush the Patriots' dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Next up at 11 It's the Bears And Fitz is picking for them We have John Fox now We're pretty boring We're going to take Jack Conklin Going to shore up our offensive line And you know Keep Jay Cutler safe For one more year Why? Not that he'll care <laughs> <laughs> Smoking Jay Cutler Don't care <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so the next up at 12 then, the Saints are picking at 12. Uh, Harry, couple of needs here. Where are you guys going to go? Well, we were thinking we were thinking the O-line, but uh, then, then the Bears stepped in and took uh, took the guy who we were eyeing up. So, uh, Isn't it always the way? There's a guy you're eyeing up and a Bear steps in and takes yeah, him. Yeah, well, that's my life. But from, this perspective <laughs> of the, from the perspective of the, of the Saints, I'm just saying, I don't want to say 
I don't want to say that Jack Conklin should watch his ankles this year, <laughs> but I do want to say that I've got a wad of dollars in my back pocket and Greg Williams' phone number before I say anything incriminating. We're going to take Sheldon Rankin's defensive tackle, give us a bit of push that we've lacked on the D-line, a bit of physicality that hasn't been there, and try and help us actually win in the trenches, which has been a long time coming. Excellent. So next up is the Dolphins at number 13. Now I'm picking for the Dolphins. I think something they've been missing is since they've lost a couple of their big pieces on defense, they haven't really got that push that they've been looking for. They're looking to rebuild. They're looking to find an identity because at the moment no one knows what this team is. I think something that always helps at all times is pass rush, especially in that division where you've got your Patriots, you've got your, well, who knows who uh, (laughs) in the Jets and then... uh, like multi-threat quarterback in the Bills. So we're going to get a bit of pass rush happening on here. We're very happy he's fallen this far. The Dolphins are going to take Shaq Lawson. Next up at 14, we have the Raiders. Uh, Fitz is picking for the Raiders. Strong position. They've had a hell of an offseason. How are they going to finish this off, Fitz? Yeah, well, we've had a good offseason. We've added some uh, interesting pieces uh, along the offensive line, uh, an outside linebacker. Um, but I think now we need... We need a we need a hard gritty player that goes with the Raiders way. Um, so, stabby stabby. You know. <laughs> Ray Lewis is retired, lads. Like <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Like in that Ray Lewis mold, we're gonna take a thumping, hard hitting inside linebacker uh, who we think we can develop into more than that into a proper playmaker as well. Reggie McKenzie takes Reggie Ragland for the Oakland Raiders. Reggie squared. Mm. <laughs> That's a fancy name, I guess, that three people will understand. Mm. Now, on to the next one. Uh, we've got the Titans picking next. The Titans, that, that that team that are still a thing, even though they haven't done much for a while. We have a quarterback now. Picking for them, as you might have guessed from the ownership in his voice, Harry. Yeah, well, I think the, 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 the plaintive despair in my voice was more the, yeah, the <laughs> Titans mode there. So, yeah, you know, we're putting it together a little bit on offense this season. Last season, even. Uh, we've got Mariota in, it's looking good. We've got some nice little pieces on the outside. We've got uh, Delaney Walker. We've got uh, uh, that guy with lots of names. Doral Green Beckham. He's the thing, yeah. See, mm. Titans. So boring. Even if I were the owner of the Titans or the GM of the Titans, I couldn't remember my own players' names. But uh, the defense has been... They thought they were hiring an, American, <laughs> an English soccer forward. <laughs> we're not. No. Oh, shit. <laughs> Okay, in that case, I'm going to throw out my draft board and say we're going to have to go with some defensive helps. And some- um, so, yeah, I think the defensive uh, backfield has been probably the weakest part of it for a while. So what we're going to do is shore up that a bit, give us a guy who's shown he can do a few things, got a lot of potential, William Jackson the third, Picking up some of that DB action. Yeah, when we traded down to 15, we just didn't really know who we were looking for or what we were doing, so, you know, Titans. You're, you're, you're probably better to focus more on the third and fourth rounds because that's the kind of talent level that might stay <laughs> with the Titans for their whole career. Next up on the clock is uh, me for the Lions. So the Lions have had a rough couple of years. They've lost a couple of very, very big-name players. Megatron leaving is obviously an issue, but sometimes... You know, addition by subtraction, they won't be able to base as much of their offense around him. It might make them do some new things. I think something they've been hurting for a while now is uh, the loss of Sue and not having that kind of aggressive pressure uh, coming from the defensive front. We're going to take a punt here. We decided we're not going to play it safe because we need something to turn this team around. We're not taking a punt here. We're taking a punt here. (laughs) (laughs) If you were listening to the last one, get ready for the long snapper. Um... No, we, we, we see a chap who's had problems in college, had a bit of a history with some drugs, but has turned himself around, looks like an incredible specimen. We're going to take a massive punt here on Noah Spence. He's going to be our pass rusher extraordinaire for the next 10 years. Next up at number 17 is the Falcons, and for the Falcons, it's Fitz. Yeah, uh, you know, we've got a decent team in here, but the one thing we were lacking was pass rush, like pure pass rush in a 4-3 system, so we're looking for... Preferably like something of the middle or fortune end, and we think we'll take you know someone is, is kind of seen more as a safe pick, but someone who should provide pretty good Leo coverage uh, on the pass rushing end, and um, we'll just take Kevin Dodd. You know, it's not the most exciting pick, but we think it's a good solid pick that helps uh, pair with Big Beasley to make what should hopefully be a bit more pressure on the quarterback in the upcoming season. Okay, fair enough. Not exciting, but hey. It's not always exciting, <laughs> especially not when it comes to the Falcons, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad, isn't it? Next up, we've got those pricks, the Colts. So, slightly less of a prick, Harry. Picking 
<laughs> I'm Patriots fan. I'm a pretty big prick. Nah. Hi. I'm Ryan Grigson. You may remember me from such draft picks as I'm Jim. Jesus, Jim. What are you? Woo! I'm Jim Arcee. And we're taking Trent Richardson. Trent. Trent's, Trent's not in this draft. Oh, that's Trent Richardson. <laughs> the, the Ravens. I got him. Get me the Ravens on the phone. Hello? Hey. Hey, Ozzy. Ozzy. Yeah? Who's this? It's, it's Jim. No, no, my my long distance carrier is fine. I don't need to change. No, no, Jim from the Colts, not Jim from Verizon. Oh, oh, hi, hi, Jim. I I thought you Ozzie, were away Ozzie, for Ozzie. a while. I gotta get my fix, man. I got I gotta get my my Trent Richardson fix, man. I want to draft him. They said I can't draft him. Got okay. Trent Richardson, man. Yeah, yeah, we've got. Do him you want to swap first rounders and give me Trent Richardson? Um, I would, but we've already used our first rounder, buddy. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go and punch Pat McAfee until my hands hurt. Okay, I'm, 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 uh, okay, okay, bud. I'll, I'll see you later. Fuck you. And fuck the city of Baltimore. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ryan Grigson, and we're just gonna take Ryan Kelly and leave it at that. Center, I believe. Yes. Uh, in seriousness, Colts need help to keep Andrew Luck upright. Um, people are focusing on the tackles, but really the problem has been the interior of the line when they had the most shuffling last season. So, although it does seem like a bit of a reach, um, Ryan Kelly's actually probably the needed pick here. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so, up next at 19, it's the Bills, and it's me picking for the Bills. So, I suppose, uh, with this pick, we're going to go for... Oh, hold on a second. Hello? John Elway here. Oh, John, John, how are you getting on, my friend? I'm getting on good, my friend, getting on good. Uh, you know, we're looking at that pick. We're thinking, you know, Mark Sanchez, you know, you know him. We love him. You love him. He's great. But, uh, you know, we're looking also at other players possibly, you know. Like, you know, Mark Sanchez is great. I know you agree. Mark Sanchez, great. But, uh, you know. Look, cut the shit. Really- we both know Mark Sanchez is shite. <laughs> Oh, come on. Come on, Rexy. Don't I don't me. want Mike Sanchez. You know, Rexy. You know you Sanchez. He was great. You know, he cost you your job. But, you know, he's still a great guy. Great guy. But, uh, you know, we're looking to trade up, uh, get, in, get in here. Uh, so, you know, for swapping our firsts, we'd be willing to offer you a, let's say, a second and a sixth this year to move up. Do you know what? Do you know what? Fuck you. Oh, fuck you! On, I want Come four first-round picks. Cause do you know why? Do you know why? The Jets are picking after me, and they're gonna take your boy Lynch. No way! No, no! Come on! Come on, Rexy! Come on! Come on! I'll let you ride my Bronco, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Look, Come I have on, no on. interest in horses. No interest in horses whatsoever. They've got hooves, not toes. I'll, I'll paint it. I'll paint. I'll paint. I'll paint the star-spangled banner on it if you want. No, I want I want a first two seconds and two thirds for this pick. What are we, the Browns? You know, seconds do have value. <laughs> well, look, look, I'm sorry we can't do business. I'm sorry we can't do business, but that's what it's going to cost. We've got a player here we like the look of, and I know what I know how much this spot's going to mean to you because Lynch is gone after this. It's your last chance. Waving it in front of you. Screw you, Rexy. You are uninvited from my foot fetish party. I guess. That's Rex's fetish party. Oh, it's a like horse fetish party. Horse fetish party. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got to get going. We've got, I've got about twenty seconds to get my pick in here. Chat to you later. God, can never do business with that guy. He hasn't a fucking clue what he's at. He looked into that scenario with Manning, and he just, oh, it's not a run a company at all. Right, we need ourselves a big man. We need someone to put a bit of push here. And there's, there's two guys I'm looking at, but there's, there's one. Who I can look at his production and be happy with. There's one who is upside, but he hasn't produced in college. And do you know what? I want a man who can produce. He's got big, juicy feet in him. Fast feet. Sexy feet. With the 19th pick, the Bills are going to suggest... Yeah, we're going to select Robert Neckham DJ. Only John Elway had known the right fetish. <laughs> <laughs> Up next on the clock are my enemy. At 20, it's the Jets. And picking for the Jets is Fitz. Top Bowles, Mechanigan. It's like, you know, if Sexy Rexy was here... Paxton Lynch in a heartbeat, but, you know, different team. We need some additional uh, fast flyers to help with our with our blitz-heavy type of defense, so we're going to take Leonard Floyd. 
uh, an exciting playmaker. You know, maybe not the most, the biggest size uh, on those blitzes. He will he'll be getting those sacks, and we're happy to take him at number twenty. No, fair enough, fair enough. At twenty-one, we've got the racists. Yeah. By the way, actually, have either of you guys been watching um, the new series of Kimmy Schmidt? No, because the first series was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Ah, yeah, but you've got a terrible taste in films and TV shows. So there is there is a there is there is a storyline at the back end of it that is absolutely hilarious, and I have no idea why they have not been sued yet because there's no way they agreed to this at all. There's a side story with uh, is it Jane Krasinski? Her name, the blonde one, uh, like that's the actress's name. She's she's rich and she's kind of one of these like wives married to like super rich businessman person right uh, but it turns out she's been hiding her past and she's actually Native American right and she's trying to get on with another rich businessman who then it turns out his family owned the Washington racists right <laughs> and there's a recurring thing about the fact that she finds it incredibly offensive that their name is the Washington racists and says look I'd love to go out with you like I was after your money but like I can't stand for this and he goes Oh, I'm so happy. I feel the exact way, same way too. I'm trying to get the family to change this, but the whole running joke is that the family are these super rich white, like, like wasp types who are just like, oh, it brings us, harkens us back to the good old days, you know? We bought this name off them and all this kind of stuff, and it's just, it's horrendous. And they brutalize the Washington racists for like three episodes using their logos and everything, and I have no idea how they yeah, haven't been sued probably yet. Probably get them sued. Yeah. It's you can also tell how funny Kimmy Schmidt is from how much I've been laughing during your explanation of that. Yeah. So with the with so the, moving on to the actual pick, mm. uh, having tried to uh, see if any teams would be willing to uh, give us some beans and a smallpox ridden blanket for the pick, mm, uh, didn't, didn't, nice. didn't work out. Didn't work out. But Washington have had a whole host of problems uh, last season, while at the same time showing some promise in some areas. Um, the big need again is on the on the line, particularly in the defensive line. Real sort of lack of penetration and losing uh, Potros Knighton. Obviously, you're hurting quite a bit. So, what they're going to do is take Ashawn Robinson, defensive tackle, to try and add a bit of meat in there and uh, fill the uh, fill the gap in the middle, make team less vulnerable, particularly against the run. Excellent, excellent. Now, up next is the Texans at 22. I'm going to be picking for the Texans. Texans have a couple of spots that they need some work on. They could possibly do with a wide receiver here. But one of, the, one of the biggest problems they had was their line last year. Uh, I think especially with the amount of money they've now invested in their, uh, in their quarterback position, they need, to, uh, they need to get some protection in there to make sure they do the best job they can. And to that end, I'm going to have them take uh, Taylor Decker, pretty decent offensive tackle, uh, not the world's highest ceiling, but has a pretty, pretty high floor. He'll be able to plug right in and play from the get-go, which is what they need because... I don't know why, but they seem to have gotten into their heads that this is now a team that's in win-now mode and time to be building for that. Maybe it's because Watt said he might retire in a little while. I don't know. But yeah, stupid idea, but this is a need for them and it fits it quite nicely. Uh, up next is the Vikings at 23, and this is Fitz. Yeah, uh, picking for old Mike Zimmerframe. Yeah, like we're, Teddy Bridgewater uh, needs a new receiver, and you know he's not. You know he's got a decent arm, but it's not really a burner type of quarterback. So a nice player who can be physical, who can be a nice safety blanket. We're going to take Laquan Treadwell. Uh, we think he's a good fit for Teddy and uh, help Teddy develop for another year and become our franchise quarterback. Solid show, solid show. To be honest, he was the one that I was contemplating for the Texans as well as being a nice kind of number two, kind of one that can come in with an established wide receiver core and kind of make a bit of an impact there as a two or a three. So up next, we've got the Bengals. Uh, picking for the Bengals is Harry. So... Uh, Harry, you're on the clock. Hello, Marvin Lewis is the visual round exit factory. How can I help you? <laughs> Happy Westmas. Hi, it's it's John Elway here. John, you sound different from last time. Yeah, yeah, I've uh, I've been uh, I've been ringing a couple of people trying to make some some moves, trying to figure out exactly what to do. Uh, Have you considered moving to Sprint? Look at your phone bill in half. <laughs> what are you, Jim Irsay? <laughs> He keeps ringing me. <laughs> me too, man. Uh, so, so, me something about something about Trent Richardson. I, I don't know. Uh, I think it still haunts him. Haunts him in his dreams. Late at night, he wakes up screaming. Dreams, acid trips. <laughs> Look, you guys, you've got a pretty good roster. You pretty top to bottom here. Yeah. Like no wide receivers, but other than that, yeah. yeah you've good. got you've, you've, you've got your AJ there. Yeah, he's, he's pretty sweet. You've got we're playing a sack of money at WR two. Yeah, it's true, but. Uh, 
You know, there's plenty of options here that you could use to replace that. I don't think you necessarily mm. have to jump for one now. Now, what I would say is... What I'm saying to you is that that guy is going to be available to you further down. Whereas oh, the know. guy we want is probably only be available now. I want to make you an offer. I will trade you our pick in the first round for your pick in the first round. And what well, I'll do is I'll throw in a fourth rounder with that for you. What do you think? No, no. No, no. You say we don't need this pick, John, and that's probably true. But I know you do. Oh, You're going to need to do better than that. <laughs> why, John, John, why didn't I do more to John, fix my quarterback scenario? John, the has been waiting to get you over a barrel for a long time. Since my team can't beat yours, this is going to feel sweet. Okay. Do me better, Elway. What do you want? I want a first, and I want your second. I'm not sure if we can do a first and a second for this because it's only it's look, it's only it's only six spots you're missing out it's on here. Your franchise, it's only John. Six spots. It is and it isn't. Like we might we might get lucky. He might fall to us. This is just this is just insurance. You get what you want. I get what I want. We're all happy. How about this? Right. I can't trade any of my compensatories this year because that doesn't come in yet. But what I have is I have a third rounder with your name on it. The guy you want is going to be there in five or six picks. I'll give you. The pick to take him, you get him at a cheaper rate as well, and you get a third round pick to it. Alright, alright, John. But just because I can, I'm happy with that. But just because I can, I want a sixth rounder as well. God damn it. Okay, fine, fine. Deal done, deal done. Good decision. First, third, and a sixth. Nobody has to start Mark Sanchez. Oh, God. Do you want Mark Sanchez thrown in as well? No. Please, no. I'll give you back the sixth rounder if you don't give me Sanchez. Oh, that took me a while to get it. It's going to cost me, but god damn it. It's my own fault. I should have gotten this shit sorted out during the actual offseason. With the 24th overall pick, the Broncos will select Paxton Lynch, quarterback of the future. Up next is the Steelers, and I'm picking for the Steelers. So, we had a couple of options here. We were contemplating sorting out our cornerback situation, uh, and we thought, you know what, that's probably the best way to go. There's two prospects left. There's Apple and Alexander. So Apple plays a lot of the style we used to do. A lot of kind of hard hitting, a lot of press. But he's, he's going to be a flag magnet, I think. Uh, there's Alexander who tests extremely well. But like he's never had an interception. But he's also been one of the least thrown on corners in, the, in, in college for the last few years. He looks like a really good prospect. And I think he'd be a good scheme fit for us. So with the 25th overall pick, the Steelers are going to take... Uh, we're going to take Mackenzie Alexander. Next up, we've got the Seahawks at 26. I'm picking for the Seahawks is Fitz. Picardo. Woo! You can't pick okay. Jews did 9-11. <laughs> he doesn't That's reach the, the draft for another two years. <laughs> if, there was a, if there was a pick 9-11, I would trade for that right now. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of the players that we were looking at have gone off the board. We're going to take uh, an interesting defensive end, defensive tackle hybrid type player. Comps quite well to uh, Michael Bennett. We're going to take John and Bullard. A good, like a very interesting defensive prospect, and we hope we can add to our defensive rotation the kind of thing that would won us this first Super Bowl with our deep defensive line, and hopefully he can contribute. Excellent, yeah. Next up at 27, we have the Packers. Picking for the Packers is Harry. Yeah, uh, I have consulted the shareholders, and... They were wrong. So I've ignored the shareholders. <laughs> we have a good team. We have one of the best teams in the NFL. We consistently have one of the best teams in the NFL. And we keep incrementally trying to add to that, add to our depth. Find guys who can, who can help out. And uh, one of the problems last season that was the D-line. We had some nice bits in there, but we didn't have the sort of depth and consistency that we needed. Now, particularly with BJ Raji being gone, need to find something in there to help uh, help plug the gap. So we're going to take Jaron Reed. I think he's a really good prospect. We think he doesn't need to have a full load immediately. With guy, other guy, the other guys got me like Daniels and Neil. We can bring him along relatively slowly, bleed him into the rotation, and let him reach his potential. Because we're a sensible team that does sensible things. <laughs> Fair enough. At 28, we've got the Chiefs, and I'm picking for the Chiefs. Uh, we had two main areas we were contemplating sorting out here. So we have a tendency to draft for next year's contracts. For either replacing players who don't have to pay them or for leverage for getting long-term deals. So we're looking quite a lot at the idea of picking up like a, a defensive tackle here. But we weren't expecting him to still be on the board. He's fallen to us and he fits a need and a player that we had our eye on beforehand. Uh, we need to replace Sean Smith now that he's gone. 
who's fallen into our lap. We've got ourselves a little bit of Eli Apple. He plays hard, plays press. He's a nice, strong player. We'll have to coach him to stop doing some of the stupid playing the ball a little bit too much, playing a little bit too much with his hands. But hey, we were able to do that last year with our with our first round pick. We're hoping to do it again. So with the 28th pick, the Chiefs select Eli Apple. Up next is the Cardinals. And for the Cardinals, we've got Fitz. Yeah, so the Cardinals, we have a bit of a problem at safety in that kind of area. We've got like an elite uh, set of cornerbacks and we have obviously the Honey Badger so we want someone, uh, we've got a lot of ball players, but we, we need someone who can like kind of set the tone and kind of show up in a physical NFC West. So we're going to take Keanu Neal, a real hard hitter. He's going to set the tone, going to make us uh, a much tougher team uh, for for offensive players. And hopefully that will put the kind of fear factor into our opponents, including, of course, the, the Seahawks. Uh, so that's who we pick at 29. Excellent, excellent. So first safety off the board there. Uh, at 30, the Panthers are now picking. They're on the clock. And picking for the Panthers is Harry. Yeah, um, interesting position for the Panthers. Not a huge amount not a huge amount of pressing needs. But I think as we saw in the last game of the season, in the Super Bowl, the O-line has deficiencies and has significant deficiencies. Hello? Hey, hey, I've got a trade for you. Who, who is this? Elway? Elway, how the fuck did you get this number? Elway! Elway, I swear to God, Elway, I'm going to kill you. Do, do you want to change your long service provider? <laughs> no. No, I don't. I did I did actually have a trade for you, but I couldn't remember what the name of the GM was. <laughs> now that uh, we've got John Elway slash... Sprint off the line in the Super Bowl. The O line did get exposed a bit, particularly uh, Michael Orr, who, yeah, is Michael Orr. So we're going to look to bolster that position a bit, bring in somebody who we think can help out and possibly even take over that position. So might be seen as a bit of a stretch for somebody's the best player left in this position. So I think that's what we need to do, and that's Lorraine Clark. Okay, okay, interesting shout. And now the. 31st pick, uh, we have the Bengals uh, being picked by Harry after the trade with the Broncos. Yeah, so I think we've already discussed the Bengals a bit um, in, in, in talking about the trade, and this is going mean, to be the value of getting a guy, getting all those picks, and then still getting our guy. So I think the need is a wide receiver, somebody to partner with AJ Green, somebody who can help uh, open up the field as well, uh, which will make Tyler Eifert's game a lot. Hello? Hi, it's Bill Belichick. Hi, Bill. How are you doing? Can I please have a number one pick? Um, um, sh- sure. sure. Don't you don't have any, you don't have any any goats you're sacrificing there? Do do you, Bill? No. Oh, okay. We're gonna sacrifice Tom Brady. He's the goat. Oh, oh, you should definitely do, Bill. You should definitely do that. I'll trade. I'll trade you. I'll trade you, uh, Tom Brady for Andy Dalton. Elway. Elway, get off the damn line! <laughs> and with the final pick of the of the first round, the Bengals, the Bengals will take take Will Fuller, give him that field stretching threat, uh, open up things for Tyler Eifert a bit, fix uh, fix the only sort of need on what's otherwise a relatively relatively strong contender. Okay, and I suppose just just for completion of our uh, of our mock draft, we're going to have to uh, take the first pick of the second round for the Titans. Uh, who are the Titans in this draft? It was Harry. Who do you want them to pick? Who do you want them to pick, Harry? Who do you want them to pick? You really just uh, you really just sprung this on me. Um, although it would be like <laughs> quite like Tennessee to forget that they have the first pick. Of the second. Probably probably something defensive line, maybe like a Butler or a Reed. Yeah, um, maybe. Uh, Billings, I believe. Yeah, Billings is my thought here at the moment mm. as well. Yeah. Possibly him. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Probably fair assessment. Um, Maybe someone like Whitehair might be a shout here as well. Depends on how much they want to bank on newbies stepping into that kind of role. Yeah, the O-line is a bit of a mess down in Tennessee now, in fairness, so it would make sense. Um, although, given... Why, that might even be high for Whitehair, given... 
Yeah. Given their later picks, he's, a guard is going to hang around for a bit. Guard is going to hang around for a bit in this yeah. draft. And they've also got a lot of they've got a lot of space that they can move into with the amount of picks they've got to to, to shift around. So we've got Wentz to the Rams. We've got Goff to the 49ers. We've got Tunstall to the Chargers. We've got Ramsey to the Cowboys. We've got Jack to the Jaguars. We've got Buckner to the Ravens. We've got Stanley to the Browns. We've got Elliott to the Eagles. We've got Bosa to the Buccaneers. Hargreaves to the Giants. Conklin to the Bears. And Rankins to the Saints. Then we've got Lawson to the Dolphins. Raglan to the Raiders. We've got Jackson to the Titans. Or Jackson 3 to the Titans. Uh, Jackson 5. Jackson 3. You know? Yeah. Uh, who? Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, there are two of them gone. Uh, <laughs> we've got Spence to the Lions. We've got Dodd to the Falcons. We've got Kelly to the Colts. We've got Negan Diche to the Bills. We have got Floyd to the Jets, Robinson to the Skins, Decker to the Texans, and Treadwell to the Vikings. Then we have the Broncos swinging up here to take Lynch at 24. We've got Alexander to the Steelers. Bullard to the Seahawks, Reed to the Packers, Apple to the Chiefs, Neil to the Cardinals, Clark to the Panthers, and finally Fuller to the Bengals. And then the possibility of Billings to the Titans at the top of the second round. Uh, any thoughts on that, lads? Anything stands out as a bit weird, apart from some of those fucking phone calls? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, like, like there's, all, there's always going to be players to get left behind, but uh, you know, I think no one massive was left in this case. Yeah, I think we can always, you know, obviously we can make our predictions. You see the media making their predictions, but nobody really knows at the end of the day what mm. the front officers are going to do. Sometimes it will be brilliant that we're like, well, that's what they're paid for, and sometimes it will be Cleveland, and then we'll just be like, well, that's sad. Yeah. So uh, basically, what we're predicting here is that Stanley is doomed. Yeah, essentially. So what we've got. Go ahead. The big thing is there's so much depth in that defensive line class that there's a lot of coin flips of because we've obviously gone very heavy on defensive line in this in this mock. But they're so like there's very fine margins between players who made it in the bottom and who didn't make it. Mm. No, big time, true, big time. Very true. Now this was one where what we did was we actually drew this and we actually ran this as a proper draft. So we were eliminating, we were making picks kind of together. Uh, what we will be doing is we'll be putting up online each of our individual sets of picks before the draft uh, because we have a little competition we like to do every year where we score them and whoever comes the closest wins a pint off everyone else. Uh, so that's always good fun. Uh, what we are going to be doing as well, I suppose you should let the people know, uh, we're going to be doing a live cast of the draft. Uh, depending on technology, it'll either be going out at like 2am Irish time or it'll be going up raw and uncut the following morning as like some kind of brutal four hour disgrace uh, and then oh, wriggling yeah. I hope I hope your phones are ready for us just being drunk and bored at five o'clock in the morning chatting shite um, so that's why we didn't go too in depth into each of the prospects because we're going to be chatting a lot about them uh, on the next one as the picks come in live uh, then we're also going to be doing a little bit of stuff on uh, other like other players that are picked up afterwards in the later rounds we're going to do a follow up piece on that and then what we're going to be doing from that point onwards for the next couple of weeks is we're probably going to be putting out a podcast every two or three weeks and we're going to be doing states of the franchises for all of the teams where they are post-draft what their needs are what their schedules look like and stuff like that because obviously there's a lot of stuff going on but at the moment the main thing and the most important thing for next year is this draft that's upcoming but yeah so that should be good fun you looking forward to it boys yeah i am uh with a half like excitement and a half uh Trying to work out how the hell I'm going to get my sleep pattern so I last until the end of the first round. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm thinking maybe sneaky nap in the afternoon, then get back up. So uh, I'm going to work, go home, go to bed, and yeah, like get fin- a cab. Fin- finish work, bike hands, go for a nap, get up, uh, something like that. Yeah. Um, outside of the football bits and pieces, uh, there's a lot of us going down to over the top wrestling this weekend. Should be good fun. Uh, I went to my first one last month. Uh, with a mate of ours, Jimmy, and it was hilarious crack. So looking forward to that. Fortunately, Harry can't join us, but he'll be joining us for points afterwards. I will be. I will be uh, doing Pesach or Passover for the Gentiles with my family. So uh, mm. it's like that we haven't done it in about 10 years, but there you go. Ah, yeah, but sure. Be nice. That's it. It'll be a bit of crack. Uh, yeah. What's what involved? Is it like, you know, dinner and. Yeah, kind of. So it's the, it's cocktails? the uh, if, if Things could go that way. It's, it's the Seder, so. It's kind of it's a sort of a ceremony, so there'll be um, prayers and songs. And so the plate with the the things, various things symbolising the faith of the Jewish people, particularly obviously surrounding the flight from Egypt in particular. Yeah. 
So you're you're unleavened bread and all that stuff, and there's this piece on the plate like they, uh, salt water. I'm right. Say this is the Passover the one where like they killed all the firstborns. Uh, yeah, that's actually literally it because it passed over the. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And that's so, on, on the seder plate, like this burnt lamb shank, which indicates the lamb's blood yeah, was daubed yeah. on the on the doorways of the Jewish houses Fair in Egypt. Um, because our God is a loving God. Yeah, and no, he's not. Uh, if you read the Old Testament, like he hates you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. he's fucking terrified of lambs. Uh, <laughs> I I'm not quite sure that's how it worked. Um, I, I I think you know that's definitely not how it worked. Like the Tyrannosaurus Rex, that like he didn't want to, he wanted to hunt the goat, not just eat the goat. So you put the blood there, and then he presumes it's dead, so the god doesn't get to hunt. So he stays away from that. House. Well, God didn't personally do it; he sent the angel of death. Oh, right, fair enough. There's also a, one of the one of the Passover songs is actually about a, a cycle of life and death. It ends up with God killing the angel of death because he can, because he's God, and that's how he rolls. It's a bit weird. <laughs> he's just like, oh, you're death, are you? Lol, fuck you. Yeah, pretty much, I'm God. Boom, dead. Yeah, fuck it, whatever. You should show up. You should show up with some veal and, you know, have it with some Goldschlager. I think that would be neat. I don't think I should do that. <laughs> I, like, I can only imagine it would go down well. No, no, the, the whole, like, most of Jewish ceremony is wine anyway, so mm. I think we'll be alright without the Goldschlager, you know? Yeah. With a golden calf, no? Ah... Uh... I think that's I think that's from much later on in that story. Um, yeah, a little bit later on. It's the same general Moses stuff, though. Yeah. yeah. More after this, I'm wandering around the desert for forty fucking years. Was like, it only forty? I suppose. Yeah, sure. Life cycles were much low. Life expectancy was much lower back then. Cause you, forty yeah. years. It was, it's, that's, that's an impressive amount of time to get lost. Like I had a fucking pillar of fire and a pillar of clouds. Like still going to find the fucking way out of the desert. <sighs> Tell you, Sham, fucking Google Maps would have gone down a tree. <laughs> yeah, I don't know pirates scrolling. Yeah. Oh my! Just, it's all just fucking sand. When you're that sand dune or this sand dune, like it's difficult to find you out of a desert. Oh, hard to bet it. Hard to bet it. But no, uh, that's went be... to the land of milk and honey and killed all the Canaanites. It was great. Who were the Canaanites? They were the people who were there beforehand. <laughs> the Canaanites would have been so when the Jews went into one of their many exiles. The Canaanites would have been the people in the uh, Levant, Levant of that period. Yeah, uh, Canaan was, it was the, the name of the place, and they were the Canaanites. So uh, there's a little lesson in uh, Jewish theology. Also, yeah, Moses wasn't allowed into the Moses wasn't allowed into the uh, Promised Land. Yeah, yeah, he had, to, he had yeah. to die beforehand. Do you know why? Because God's a dick. Yes, literally. Because <laughs> God was like, oh, you know, they were like, oh, we've got no water we're in the desert, and God's like, oh, there's a rock which will have water come out of it, but you've got to ask it really nicely. And Moses was like, fuck this, and hit the rock with his stick, and water came out of it. Because you know God wasn't being, a, God didn't want to kill all the chosen people. But then, uh, then at the end of it, God was like, "Yeah, remember that time you hit that rock with your stick? No land of milk and honey for you, Moses. You're gonna see it, and then you're gonna die." Do you remember, like, when you think through some of these stories, do you do you start to question the chosen people thing, or the like? God is just fucking with you. Well, we would have been a lot more fucked without God than with God. So you know, he was possibly he, he, yeah. he was half assing it a bit at times, but. <laughs> It was Fair definitely enough. like he wouldn't have got out of bondage in Egypt in the, mm. in the first place without God. So, yeah. uh, well, this is interesting. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. I am definitely going to enjoy the wrestling more. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe they'll do a flight from Egypt theme to pass everything wrestling. Oh, that'll be interesting. The last one was 1916 theme, yeah. so everything was a was an Irish wrestler against a British heel. <laughs> That's excellent. I with such that. excellent, like trying to turn the crowd instantly against them, as like the first person came out stole a tricolor because it was the hundredth anniversary of the 1916 wrestling. Stole a tricolor from the crowd and then did that like dental floss between the legs, oh, flossing the crotch. Jesus. And then the second one, she came out, Ginny Couture, I believe it was, and she said, uh, to her opening was, do you know what the problem with you Irish is? Is that you're all thick paddies. <laughs> sick burn. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be, it's gonna be good stuff. fun. Uh, that's some good fun. crack. But yeah, so we're going to wrap this chap up. Uh, we're going to be back on to you next week. We're going to put our individual drafts up afterwards. And you might be lucky enough to get uh, two out of us the following week as well. Because we'll be putting out the... Unedited, drunken live draft as well. Assuming as we can put it out, some kind of ah, we'll chop it up in bits. I think, no, I, I was more like we we'll have to say alle- like we'll just have to have a ten minute. Every ten minutes, we'll have to one of us have to stop and be like allegedly. Yeah, we just, we just, I'm sure. Well, we'll chat to we'll chat to someone that we know, uh, a consigliere of sorts, and uh, and get them to, to 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 word it so we can just put it at the start. All views contained in this are purely I speculative. Think, Get to enjoy more of our mad libs, you know? <laughs> more Jim oh, Irsay impressions going, yeah. What was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Uh, I, for one, thought it was terrible. <laughs> I, have, I, have fun, I have fun. I have fun. Sashi. Sashi. <laughs> well, yeah, not, that's why not, none of us are none of us are stand-up comedians. I think no, that's pretty no, apparent at this point. But, uh, yeah, so that's that should be good. Uh, cool, Bullet. So I suppose we'll chat to you all over the next couple of weeks, couple of times. Like we say, always hit us up on Facebook. Twitter all that stuff. By the way, I've lost, I've lost the password to the Twitter account. So don't don't contact us on Twitter. I'll get that sorted during the week at some point. Uh, my phone updated and I forgot what the password is. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure we'll we'll, yeah, we'll drunk, drunkenly tweet during the draft. Oh that's it. So uh say goodbye from Harry. Goodbye. I'll say goodbye from Fitz. Bye. And I'm gonna say goodbye from myself. Uh, we'll catch you all in about a week's time for the god awful uh, live four hour drunken mess that will be our uh, coverage of the draft ensuring that no one will ever record us will ever employ us for any kind of real media job ever uh, catch you all later on guys bye bye <laughs>